Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. I'm Kelly Shute, Pediatric Occupational Therapist. Today, we are going to talk about temper tantrums and theology of the body. And what in the world do temper tantrums have to do with theology of the body? And isn't theology of the body talking about sex? So what do sex and temper tantrums have to do with each other? We're going to talk about all that today. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Kelly Shoup, pediatric occupational therapist. I'm a parent coach and mother of three. Um, first, I want to give you just a little bit about me. So I have been in the child parent coaching realm for a long time. And then I also have three teenage kids, so I'm in the trenches every day with everything that goes on with being a parent to multiple genders, you know, different ages of kids and all the stuff. So I can relate to you because I'm a parent like you, but I also have a different lens in my occupational therapy background, training, school, licensing. And that is what makes me unique in how I coach parents in regard to their kids and also how I work with kids. So an occupational therapist is not somebody who helps you find a job, who helps you find, um, you know, income. I don't do resumes. I'm not helping you with applications. That is not what occupation means for what I do. So occupation means job in the sense of what are all the jobs that a person has to do in their day to be successful in whatever they needed to have happened that day, no matter the age that they are. And so we are all doing lots of jobs. Each job um, job is something that has value. It has meaning. It, it matters in our day. And so that is what I help kids do. And my love is ages three to eight, those preschool years. And the reason I love those ages is because there is so much going on with a child's body and their systems. And so in occupational therapy, my training is heavily in the body. So I like to tell people I focus on the body first because God designed us to communicate from our bodies first. And our mind is growing and developing, but the systems within our physical body, most of them stop growing in these childhood years. But our mind doesn't even fully develop until our mid to late 20s. 
So I'm focused right here on these young years where there's so much change going on and I love it, but it's challenging. And uh, the challenge for me is just helping you parents understand what this strange, annoying, bad behavior is actually saying. And when I coach parents to understand just even the tiny little bit about what all the systems of the body are saying, you parents do an incredible job of quickly seeing the clues like, ah, okay, now I see what's going on. My child did not feel safe in that situation. No wonder they ran out of the room or whatever their behavior was. So that is what I do. I absolutely love it. Um, I am here to help make parenting easier, give you, um, you know, a different way to look at it that again, your child isn't misbehaving. If your child is melting down, having a tantrum, having an outburst, they are trying to communicate something to you through their body. And that's what I want to help you do. So in regard to theology of the body, my work with parents and coach, coaching and kids, all of it perfectly aligns with JP2 and his central theme of theology of the body. And so I'd like to pull up just um, kind of his basic quote that the body and it alone is capable of making visible what is invisible. Now this quote says the spiritual and the divine. Today, I am not gonna focus on the spiritual and the divine mainly, I'm gonna focus on the natural the physical matter that makes up our body. What is going on in that? But again, it's it's about that body. And JP2 was so incredible in relaying how God wants us to see our bodies. Um, if you thought this was the talk, if you were thinking theology of the body is all about sex, and you were thinking, what do temper tantrums and sex have in common? This isn't that talk. We're starting with kind of the first foundation on theology of the body, which is basically just understanding what God, why are humans here? What, what is human existence? Like, what are we supposed to be? Just, again, a very foundational um, understanding of who God made us to be in our bodies on this earth. Um, okay. JP2 also said the body was created to transfer into the visible reality of the world, the mystery hidden in it. Okay. In regard to your child's temper tantrum, what is hidden? What is hidden that is being brought to light? through their screaming, yelling, stomping, throwing themselves on the ground. What is hidden inside their body that all of a sudden is coming out in their behavior? Your body is meant to communicate to the world. That's, that's why we have it, right? The invisible soul, body, all of it that God gave us that makes up all of us. We communicate to the world things about us, how to know us. 
God made our bodies. That's how we reveal ourselves to us. And in order to be able to reveal ourselves, to form connections and relationships with others, we have to understand ourselves, what's going on inside of us. And that's what I help parents do. Okay. I think I've already covered this. What's going on inside of your child's body that you can't see, that is made visible through that behavior you don't like, that temper tantrum. It is giving you information. So I'd like to challenge you parents to see that as information. Can you view this behavior you don't like that happens at the wrong time? You're tired yourself. Can you view it not as bad? So lose the bad label to it. Just say, okay, this is information. This is clues. This is data. I'm just going to take in. I'm just going to watch my kid for a minute. Maybe watch him throw that tantrum. Maybe it's in Target. I have had a child throw a tantrum in Target. And I gave her an option to stop. I mean, I must have watched her for two minutes, throw herself all over the aisle and take her shoes off. I mean, all the stuff. I was trying to figure out what in the world is she trying to tell me? So I invite you to not so quickly want to squelch or stop what you consider bad behavior. I want you to think, what am I supposed to be getting here? Like, what is coming out that this child is revealing to me that I need to know? And you do need to know it because in a temper tantrum, your child is communicating something and they need help, they need assistance, they need support. There could be something that's going, uh, an alarm going off inside of their body that you can't tell on the surface, just looking at their skin and the outside of them. But there's so much going on inside and they might feel really unsafe. They need your help. So that behavior is a way for you to learn what help they may need. Okay, so when your child is revealing themselves through their body, they are reacting to a lot of the systems inside of their body, their sensory system. For a young child, ages three to eight, there is so much going on inside their sensory system, their senses, hearing, smell, sight, um, hearing, taste, touch, movement, body awareness, how the environment, everything in it lands on their body, how their brain and nervous system, how the receptors all over their body take in that information, send it up to the brain, how the brain processes it, and then how they respond to it in their behavior. The sensory system, we are always getting so much information from wherever we are, whatever environment, all day long, and our body's dealing with it all the time. All of our senses working together. And at, a, at the young ages, it's a lot for a child's body to be processing and handling. And so often it is glitchy, is what I say. Like there's a glitch in your computer system. Like there's, it just shorts out. 
And so that temper tantrum might be the short out. It's the one thing that they're like, eh, not working. And it can be their sensory system is overloaded too much, can't handle it, shut down. And it looks like screaming, crying, throwing themselves on the floor. But it is the signal too much, overload. Safety system, same thing. Our safety system is connected to our nervous system, all the receptors all over our body in a loop with our brain saying, this is not safe. I am not safe here. I'm going to get hurt. And God designed our bodies to have so many automatic responses that we we have no control over to keep us safe, to keep us alive. And so God made us that way. And if we are scared, if something registers to us unsafe, all the parts of our body start sending bells and alarms and whistles, danger, danger, siren going off inside your child. Now, the child might not be perceiving or registering that thing correctly. The child might actually be safe, but to them, they do not feel safe. And what I coach parents to do is instead of telling a child they are safe when they can't understand that and that doesn't feel safe to them, does not help them. You want to understand why they are feeling unsafe. And some kids do can't communicate it during the the overload and all the bells and whistles. So you can just help them get to a calm point through various strategies and tools that I give you. But, um, but at some point you want to understand what all it takes for your child to feel safe and a way that humans feel safe and calm a-okay is having is going at the pace or natural rhythm that they have inside of their body. And so for each of us, this is different. And so my pace of going throughout my day, it's pretty fast. I'm tall, my legs are long, I take big strides, like I'm rolling, I'm active, my energy, like I'm I'm moving. But that could be different then my child, who's made different than me, who needs to go at a slower pace. And it's just being mindful of these things, these different systems. Um, The interoceptive system is another system where internal signals go off inside a child's body to help them know I'm safe, I'm okay, I'm calm, um, I've been fed, I've had good sleep. Um, I'm not feeling any pain. And so when we understand all these different systems, we can help a child show up calm, regulated. What I mean by regulated is that our nervous system is at an A-OK point. Our muscles are relaxed. Our breathing is steady and even. All of these things make for a calm, regulated 
appropriate behavior child. And that's the goal. That's also the goal with ourselves. So as important as it is for us to help our kids understand how they're made, how their sensory system works, what sensitivities they have, and to know those things about themselves. We're just starting this journey as parents in these young ages. Our job is to guide and help teach our kids how to regulate their systems to be calm, neutral, A-OK. But to be that way, we have to understand it in ourselves. So I talk a lot about my sensory system and how I am hearing sensitive. So hearing will exhaust me if I'm at a loud event. So I need to understand that about my system. And when I can understand it and set myself up, do or not do the things, then I can show up as love. And so that's point number two with um, theology of the body is God is love. He made you to be love, self-gift to another. The very point of all of us here on this earth is to become love. God is love. He made us. We are the only creatures made in his image and likeness. We are the only creatures who have the freedom to will ourselves for the good of another, to make a gift of ourselves of love to another. But if we don't understand ourselves and our systems and what's going on with us, it's impossible for us to be that gift of love. So helping your kids, again, we're starting these young ages, just helping them understand what all their systems say, what it takes for them to be safe and calm and okay. What do they need from you? to help them start to learn that about themselves. And it is a lifelong journey. It truly is. And parents, as adults, we are self-regulating, self-mastering, being self-recollected to show up in a calm, neutral, A-OK point at your job, at church, with your family, at the Easter egg hunt, at all of the things, at the soccer game, everything that you do, you have certain behaviors and things going on inside your body that you're doing or not doing to keep yourself calm, a-okay, able to engage, listen, connect with other people. And so that's the goal that we're learning how to manage ourselves, with self-regulation, so we can be that gift, a gift that God made us to be to another, to our family. But we can't be that gift to give to others if we don't understand ourselves and if we are unable to help our kids start to get that at these young ages. Okay, the third thing that I want to talk about is prayer and how important God's grace is in all of this. Understanding our kids and knowing, being able to understand the invisible in them that is coming out in the visible behavior 
but God's grace. And St. Thomas had a quote. Okay, I love this quote by St. Thomas. It says, grace does not destroy nature, but perfects it. So our bodies are natural. We're in the natural, you know, physical matter of our bodies. But we need that grace, that grace that comes from God, that grace that is the change agent. If I am going to parent well and understand my own systems in my body and how to regulate them and show up a-okay calm, I have to have the grace to understand it better than I normally do. I have to have it for my child too. And so JB2 said that the, um, that living the theology of the body, there are three most important key areas, prayer, the Eucharist, and confession. And so today I'm just going to talk to you about prayer. Now I can tell you for myself, the Eucharist and confession are so incredibly vital to me. Daily mass has been um, a part of my world for years. Um, at the moment, it's not happening every day, but several times a week, that living presence inside of my physical body gives me grace to love and be more of a gift than I ever could without it. Confession, I go to confession every two to three weeks probably. And, but today, prayer. We're just going to talk about prayer because I want you to pray. I want you to invite the Holy Spirit, invite God's grace into all of your parenting. And you have time when the alarm goes off and you're pulling back the sheets to have it be a very quick prayer. Like, God, help me with these kids today. I'm going to need it. And just so you know, like, when I am talking to God, I'm kind of demanding, like, help me. Give me the grace right now because I'm about to throttle this kid. And I know they're trying to tell me something and I can't get it. So I talk to parents and sometimes they're like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to ask for for my kids. Just ask the Holy Spirit. He's the one who prays for us. So Holy Spirit, you better come now because I'm about to lose it. That is sometimes how my prayer will be. And God is a God of abundance. God is a God of both. And he can absolutely deal with my grumpy, grouchy, demanding prayers. He does. He answers them all the time. I'm amazed by the grace he gives me in how I can show up with my kids and um, with myself. If so, You know, sometimes I'm like, why am I feeling so agitated about this? What do I need to know about myself? Why am I so agitated? What's going on? What do I need to know about myself so I can understand myself, so I can be a gift of love when I go pick up my kids, I want to love them. That's the, the whole point. The whole point of being here. Love. God is love. We are to be love. But if I'm agitated and worked up over something that landed on my body, you know, 20 minutes ago, I'm going to have to register that. Like, I'm going to have to take account 
what's going on with me? Why, why did that upset me? That was, that should have been nothing. But I have to, again, recollect myself, know what's going on with myself to show up differently. And the best way to do that is through prayer. So pray. In regard to, I'd like to just talk briefly for moms. I want you to pray in the, pray for the superpowers that God gave you. So again, our bodies, male and female. As females, we have superpowers built in that at, they are at our ready access. God was like, yep, you're female. I'm giving you these things right off the bat. These should be our go-to things that we activate if we have a kid who's throwing a tantrum. And it's receptivity. The first thing is receptivity. Can I be receptive to these clues? Can I step back for one second and not want to squelch that behavior, but could I just receive what that behavior is telling me, receive that information? Um, because God made females to receive. Think about the actual shape of our bodies. We are the receivers. So we need to operate from that receiving posture. Generosity is another big one for females. So can I be generous in how I'm approaching this temper tantrum with my kid? Now, for me in generosity, it's what I call wiggle room. And with kids, I set very firm boundaries with my kids. Like, here's, here's, this is what we're doing. This is when it's happening. They know exactly what is expected of them in this situation. Why do I do that? It makes them feel safe. They can trust me. I know if mom said this, I can trust her that it's going to happen and that this is, I'm going to be safe within this, like this time frame, where we're going, how we're getting there. I'm safe. I can trust mom with this. But where I give, where I'm generous, the generosity comes in, and where I call it the wiggle room is. I'm, I like to allow my kids to show up to whatever thing I've set the boundary on in, in a way that feels best to them. Because again, I'm not inside of their body. I don't know exactly what is going on inside of their body. It's their body is their behavior is constantly communicating to me. But I like to give my kids the opportunity to be independent, to try to manage themselves and what all they've got going on inside of them, their schedules, their friendships, their hormones, their temperament, their personality, their um, test that's coming up tomorrow. So, you know, for chores, they know what is expected of them every week for chores. Um, but I like to give them wiggle room, whatever their day is. It doesn't have to be done on a Tuesday at five o'clock. I'm not controlling and wanting compliance for them. I'm just saying, here's the deal. We, we've got to have everybody contribute to our family. We've got lots of jobs to do. Please help. This is how you can help contribute. And that wiggle room allows them to do it based on whatever they've got going inside their body. 
And so I coach parents a lot. And please allow your kids the ability to try to have recollection of what all's going on inside their body in their world and still show up for you. Yes, it could just be taking out the trash. No, don't tell them it has to be done right this instant. Ask them, would you please take out the trash, you know, this evening? That gives them a time frame, but then they can know what's going on inside of them and what works with them, what they're playing with, what else they have to do. And then that gives them the opportunity to start managing themselves, understanding themselves, understanding how they show up. And again, we're showing up, growing. The goal is to get to holiness. The goal is to get to love, to be a gift of love to others. And so that's how you can help them. Okay. Thank you so much for joining today. If you liked what I said, if you have any comments or questions, you can find me on Instagram at Kelly K. Shoup. Please um, let me help you if I can. Um, in the notes below, you can book a coaching call with me. I also am going to link in the notes below just a it's a brief document of me helping coaching a mom in a specific situation with her son. And I would like for you to read through that if you're interested. What, what does working with Kelly look like? What does coaching look like? What in the world does occupational therapy in the coaching look like? Do I really need that? That sounds really serious. I'm not sure I do. And again, that occupational therapy background is what I bring that is different than a lot of parent coaches. And the other thing that I bring that is different is you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and there are lots of parents speaking about parenting, but I don't know that they have the vast knowledge of so many different kids, hundreds of kids, hundreds of families, different schools, different situations, different amounts of siblings, different dynamics. And so all of that I bring to help parents Make your parenting easy, stress-free, fun, enjoyable, loving. Let me help you. Thank you so much. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much.